listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Resi Prep 360 podcast, the Road to Match Day series. I am your host, Sally Traore Ualaka, and this is your premier podcast for all things residency. This series was designed with you, the candidate, in mind to meet your needs and help guide you through the very convoluted residency process. On each episode, we talk about pragmatic ways to help you secure the position you want and bring you some insight from educators as well as thought leaders in the pharmacy residency space. I am so glad that you're joining us today and that you're here. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell all of your friends about the podcast. It is our hope to reach as many prospective candidates as possible. Thank you so much for being here. Help us spread the word and please enjoy today's episode. Thank you so much. Good good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending on when um, everybody's going to hear this or see this. I am joined today by none other than Dr. Janan Sarwar. She is a pharmacist, um, but I really do not want to introduce her. I'm just really, really excited to have someone here that I absolutely admire and respect, particularly because of the topic we are going to talk about today. Um, I think that it's important for um, whether you're a pharmacist who's been seasoned and at this a while, or you're new, you're a student pharmacist, it's your first year, um, I want to bring you people and voices in pharmacy of folks that have been able to be successful showing up in the world exactly as who they are. And maybe we can all learn something um, from them and their courage and decision and choosing to do so. So without further ado, welcome to the Resi Prep Podcast, back to Janan. Um, please um, introduce yourself and tell us and all of the listeners a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much. It's my honor to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you about this topic and, you know, to really share what I know. Mm -hmm. I am a pharmacist, although I'm more consider myself a publisher. That's part of the journey I've been on. And I was able to be both a pharmacist and a publisher. And I'll explain a little bit more about that. I also do career coaching Mm -hmm. to help people who are lost in their career, specifically with pharmacy and wanting to find out how they perform their ikigai, their why, what their role, particularly within pharmacy could be, whether that's staying in pharmacy or utilizing pharmacy and the skills within pharmacy to do something else that can help other parts of the world. So that's a little bit about me and just really happy to be here. Absolutely, which all sounds amazing. And I love that um, you're involved in so many different things. And I really want to start more about your career as a pharmacist publisher. Tell us a little bit, particularly for like my first and second year student pharmacist, where this is probably like, wait, what? She's what? She's both? (laughs) So can you please explain to us how one led to the other or one influences the other in um, your current functional area? Absolutely. So this is related to, you know, being authentic into what I was good at and have been good at in my life. There's a creative side of me. And then there's the, which is, 
you know, fun and likes to create things, likes to read books. So if you see behind me, I have a lot of books and in my family for my children as well. And that's been a part of my personality when I was in pharmacy school that shone and people saw that about me. There's also the very other side of my brain of being diligent, being a pharmacist, being organized, choosing to go to pharmacy school, type A. And one of the, where those collided is while I was within pharmacy school, I decided that, you know, it is really important to be whom I am, but also contribute to after extracurricular activities. For example, being involved in organizations, going above and beyond. I was working in a community pharmacy also during pharmacy school. And Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that, but I realized something that I enjoyed more was capturing photos and capturing my colleagues who were in the different student organizations, for example, doing blood pressure screenings or putting together events. I always had a camera with me because I I love photography as well. And so I found a way to utilize that, that skill, that interest. And basically I became the club different for different student organizations, the photographer, the historian, the webmaster would help. And and I would help work with the different advisors to basically capture what happened in those student organizations. What did we do? Creating videos, creating things. And this is before TikTok and Instagram was super big. But but yeah, it was, you know, a way to be myself and show these skills. And it was when I was doing that, I was recognized for these talents in different ways. Other leaders, other professors, other people would say, oh, Janan, can you come help us with this? Or we need this. And even if I didn't know very much about, I, I, I will honestly tell you at the time when I was in pharmacy school, I would be the least tech person I know, but compared to my pharmacy colleagues, which that was not a typical skill or thing to do, other people who had those skills. So the tech people at the the college of pharmacy said, here, I'll mentor you. I'll help you. I'll teach you how to, you know, edit the website. I'll show you, we need somebody who can do that. And so I gained mentors and I'll say that that was really an important part of my journey. And to suffice it to say, it's these mentors these unofficial coaches and different sponsors that when opportunities that were unique that came up that, you know what, we are actually thinking of starting a fellowship. I went to UNC Eshelman School of Pharmacy in Chapel Hill. And so I always thought maybe I wanted to go do a community residency because my dream was to end and land in academia, to utilize those skills of creating and being creative. And I wanted to teach. That was really my goal. And I wanted to do a community residency so I could go back and teach others and, you know, get maybe an academic residency for PGY2. That was my initial goal while I was in pharmacy school. People knew that, but they also knew the creative parts of me. Well, at the time, UNC was thinking, you know what, we really want to create and establish a fellowship. We need somebody to help us because we want to transform the curriculum so that we can make it more unique, make the school stand out and make the school so that we have more technology in pharmacy. I ended up doing a fellowship, a non-traditional fellowship. They selected me and said, Janan, you have these creative skills. We need someone with your talent to be able to help us with our curriculum. That seemed like the path I was looking to get into academia. I thought it would be a great next step. It ended up being the next step that positioned me for a position at 
the American Pharmacists Association, which was a year later as I was finishing my fellowship, wow. looking for somebody to work in their publishing division, helping wow. with books, helping with online resources, basically doing all these unique random yeah. writing, art, technology, creativity, putting that together. And so that's how I got into publishing. And to this day now, I own my own global publishing company to, and I still am a pharmacist. I still do all of that. I still need the skills, which are transferable. You need to be organized. You need to know all the steps, be diligent. I need to work with other pharmacists who are trying to put their content out there that relate to health and healthcare at times. All of those skills have kind of combined together to, to help me in my career. That's amazing. I don't think, I don't think that I've learned this much about you before. This is so amazing. I had no idea that you literally were just following what you were interested in and that propelled you down what sounds like an amazing, incredibly unique, incredibly unique learning to now where you are. That's so awesome. So like, when you when I look up authenticity, I always I always like to look up like what the word is defined as. Yes. And some of the things that like kind of stand out in my mind when I read what it is, it's like it's got things like life experiences and values and one's ability to to show up in the world with all of those things in the background, regardless of external pressures. So I'm really, really interested in what authenticity means to you. And and yes, right there. What does authenticity mean to you? <laughs> Absolutely. In the simplest ways, it's what, you know, the phrase, just be yourself. Yeah. Now, how do you do that? What does that mean? Authenticity is just showing up, showing up as who you are externally, internally, being able to live your life according to your values that you mentioned earlier, rather than what society is expecting Mm -hmm. on you, or the definition of what a pharmacist is, what does a pharmacist mean? I was not always this bold and this strong in my definition of pharmacy. I always thought it was really important to stay towards okay, this, I know how to do this. I have my skills. Mm -hmm. I am doing well in school. But to me, it was also bringing that whole rest of myself of I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm following the rules I'm doing, and I know what I need to do. And I have the skills, but I also have these other talents Mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid of hiding that portion of me because it helps me stand out for who I am. It helps bring and add value to others. Absolutely. Oh my God. Like there's so much there because I think like, be yourself. Yeah. Um, when I was graduating from pharmacy school, I was actually afraid yeah. <laughs> of being myself, right? Like, I thought that if I showed up and all this energy and all this enthusiasm and all of these things that usually come right off of me, yes, is that something that a program would be attracted to? That question drove me insane. Yes. Like, to really think that if I show up in my truest form, could that also be the thing that turns a program off about me? And am I okay with Like, am I okay being rejected because of who I am? Um, and so I think that there's a, a, a component in there with how we show up in our truest form yeah. that absolutely links to courage. Yes. So I wanted to ask you about that one little piece. Um, as a Muslim American, like when you show up, 
you're here, you're wearing your hijab and it's always so beautiful. And so your authenticity is already present and it's at the forefront. But then if, if no one actually accepted that about you, they'll never get to find out that there's also this artistic, creative, creative genius that is Janan. So I wanted to get your take on that a little bit about where you drew that courage from. Was it a process or did you just kind of have it and kept rolling with it? I absolutely did not always have it. And I still definitely find myself being the one or the only in many situations. And it can be very intimidating. It can make you feel like, should I be who I am? As you said, some of these things about who we are, it shows up in the color of our skin, in our way we dress, in our hair, in our hairstyle, in our patterns of clothing. So many things can be immediately flags for people for good or bad. And the reason, so we talked about what authenticity is, being who we are. The why, why you want to be authentic and unapologetically you is because you want to gain that respect. If you have a sense, Mm -hmm. and we're talking about being authentic in interviews as well, right? In the interview setting, as you're beating people, if you sense that you're not getting that respect Mm -hmm. and you know, you're struggling already, even just to fit that mold of what you should be. That's an indicator right then initially early on that you might be a poor cultural fit or you will later struggle with the workplace culture of where you're going to. Even if that is the case, how do you show up as who you are? Because you're you're going into these settings and maybe you you might think that this might be who I am. And that's why we have that fear. And yeah. we have that, okay, maybe I need to answer a certain way. Mm-hmm. The reason you don't want to do that, and, and it's hard to really get to this point, but what I'll share with you is I used to feel like being the only one in a room or being somebody that stands out was a really negative thing. because I have maybe a dissenting opinion or a different opinion. And it was the mindset shift that it took me several years to get to that actually standing out or having this different perspective is the most empowering thing at that moment, because you have a perspective that is Mm -hmm. unlike everyone else. You're Mm -hmm. able to bring, that's what brings the value. So maybe turning some of that fear, that's how I went to courage. Honestly, before I would say, and it wasn't just appearance. I'm talking about maybe being by age. Sometimes in the publishing world or in different spaces I've been in, I was the youngest in a room. Or maybe you from a different generation that could translate. Mm -hmm. Or there's so many different reasons you could feel singled out or different. And wanting to think, what should I say to meet what they want me to say? When you're so caught up in trying to replay a narrative that's not yours, you're literally trying to answer to someone else, you're never going to be able to shine your fullest sense and fullest Mm -hmm. self to bring yourself fully to the table because you're always thinking, in the back of your mind, what do they want me to be? What should, what would they think I should do here rather than what you can fully bring? Mm-hmm. So I would say it, for me, this took a process and a, you know, a lot of time to come to terms, but, you know, being able to know your personal mission statement, your yeah. personal values, 
your personal why of what you're interested in doing, what your strengths are, mm -hmm. what your weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. That self-awareness is so important to have because if you really think about it, the com company culture of where you're going, that's literally the personality of that company. The mission statement of that company tells you a lot, but yeah. there are so many other things that tell you, and, and this is about a company, about an organization, a hospital, any kind of setting. So it's so critical to know yourself yeah. because for any situation, you've been places where you've butted heads or you've yes. been somewhere where you didn't get along. Mm -hmm. And you, it's better to know upfront something yeah. so that it's it's a two way street. I see interviews as definitely two way streets. As as afraid as you may be of, oh, I want to make a good impression. I want to answer the way they want me to. You should leave that at the door and answer to who you're, who you are, because that's who you're going to bring for the rest of your time. You're you're with that organization. A hundred and percent. I like almost want to break out into a praise dance. There is nothing I, I want to add, I need to add or accentuate, only that if you're listening to this, I really want you to pause and really hear um, what Dr. Janan is saying. It's the moment we start to let go of that external piece of it, the, that's when like things begin to really line up and there's this fog that really lifts off and you can see yourself and how you fit in or don't fit in somewhere. Right. And that's okay. And I think that's what I struggled with. Yes. I struggled with being okay with that piece. That yes. piece of this place is amazing. This place is awesome. But this place is not for me. And I just kept thinking like something is wrong with me. Or I'm not thinking about it clearly or something like that. But as time's gone on, I have become really comfortable with knowing that two things can be true at the same time. This place is amazing. There's some amazing things happening here, but again, it may not be a cultural fit for me and that's okay. That's, I could still root for what you guys are doing here from afar and not have to be a part of it. I just think that there was nothing else I could have added to that. Um, one of the last, the last question I really wanted to ask you was advice for the road ahead. Um, many students are going to find out the match results yes. on March 15th. And of course, everybody who's been through this is rooting for a positive outcome for everybody, but it won't be a positive outcome for everyone. As far as strategies on how to move forward after this one moment in time, and we think about how much emphasis they're going to place on this one moment on that day, how, how, what can you offer a prospective candidates that are going to be in this predicament in a couple of weeks about staying true to that mission and staying true to that vision of what they have and that this is like one moment in time? I think like that wisdom would be so appreciated right now. Absolutely. You know, if you asked me 10 years ago, would I be in this position I am today? Or if you ask incredibly successful CEOs and really well-established people, if they predicted their career path 
so many people will be tell you that no, they didn't expect or imagine. So, mm -hmm. you know, the trajectory of your life and what happens, the closed doors, if for example, that's what happens and it comes as a shock, the closed doors are sometimes more important than the opportunities that open. Everything has its purpose, everything has a reason. And going back to that, your point of why, what is your position? Where are you trying to do in your life right now? Yeah. Why did you care about going into a residency right now or this, these match results? Of course, it's incredibly important, but there are many paths forward. Yeah. And as you really look to see what are you going to do next, think back to see how can you naturally share what and why, mm -hmm. whether it's in the scramble, and really, really try that to practice that authenticity because maybe a reason for those interviews maybe not going as well or things not aligning as you hoped for was because maybe you over-rehearsed your answers or you pretended to be perfect. Yeah. The reality is we said, we're not perfect, no one's perfect, and no place is perfect, exactly. right? So even taking time and taking that time to do a self-inventory of personal strengths, personal mm -hmm. weaknesses, try to see where you stand and what you want to do next based on what's ahead of you and really looking to those mentors that you might have, those coaches that you have, have may have been supporting you and just being confident that there is a path forward and you never know what could happen next. Absolutely. That's such amazing advice. And I think you really did drop a gem for us the open door, the closed doors are more, sometimes more important than the open ones. Is yeah. that, that's so profound. Like the moment I heard it, I was like, that's so simply stated, but it's incredibly profound because I couldn't agree with that statement more. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was everything I thought it would be and then more, of course, but I genuinely and truly appreciate your time and for giving us all that you've given um, and I know the students will appreciate this. Tis the season for some wisdom to be coming into all their lives as everybody's just waiting and anticipating match day on the 15th. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Dr. Janan. How can they find you? Like if there are prospective students or other pharmacy professionals interested in what you're doing, how can they find you? The best place is LinkedIn. I'm the only Janan Sarwar that's there. So <laughs> find me there. Um, my website is also janansarwar.com or globalbookshelves.com. Very good. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to continue this conversation. Like there's so much I want to ask you. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you so much for joining us. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for tuning in on this episode of the Road to Match Day series. We hope you learned something new on this episode um, that will help you along your journey to securing the postgraduate position of your dream. Help us reach more prospective candidates by telling your friends, your students, and your colleagues about the show. Next, leave us a comment and a review. This helps us identify topics that you find relevant that you'd like us to get into more or invite more guests to talk about in more detail, or perhaps you want a guest to return because you had so much fun. Don't forget to leave us a comment and let us know all about that. Thank you for listening to the show today and we hope you'll tune in again.